I'm going to fill 30 seconds with a road sign I saw today. Hmm? I can fill 30 seconds with a road sign. Okay. I'm not, I'm not desperate to fill 30 seconds. Well, I'm desperate to fill 30 minutes. This is 30 seconds in the bag that you don't have to worry about. Okay. Go on then. What, now? Why not? So I came a slightly different route because I mixed my routes up because I'm a maverick. Yeah. That's how I... Is that why you're an hour late? <laughs> I was seven minutes late, as per. Did you and set up uh, an hour early? <laughs> um, I came a different way. Yeah. Because I don't care. That's I mean, I you're just off the chain. Yeah. And um, there was a sign and it said, kill your speed, not the workforce. Yeah. And I didn't even realise there was a choice. <laughs> Very good. But it, <laughs> there is the humorous side, but there's yeah. also, what a fucking stupid... Yeah, it's like, oh, thank God for that sign. I was yeah. literally that guy in the high-vis jacket was right in my sights. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be 50 points. Yeah, it's like... Um, <laughs> it, yeah. it was like the, the... I saw something, it's just reminded me, I saw um, a little thing on some social media today. It said, um, two people in a restaurant, and the vegan said, um, I'll have the salad, please, but no nuts. Yeah. And their partner said, it didn't say there were nuts on the menu yeah and she said well i'm just being safe because <laughs> right. i'm allergic and then the waiter took his order he said i have a steak but no bees <laughs> no peas no bees oh. no, well, no, i, I should have used wasps shouldn't I? I and he said i'll have a steak but no wasps because obviously he's allergic just keep the road it- sign <laughs> on there. oh because he's allergic to wasps things yes right it's good that yeah like <laughs> sorry I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some warming up, as you can tell. Yeah. Well, that's a minute done anyway, if you keep them both in. <laughs> Less to worry about. Come on, let's go. Get uh, some music. All right. I'm about to. Hello and welcome to episode 68 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and someone who's finally got the scar they've always wanted. Oh, at last, <laughs> Mark. It's a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, censorship, and societal decay. We're all decaying, aren't we? Yeah. It's actually quite, some, it's quite beautiful about that, actually. Well, back to the babby sabby, isn't it? Yeah, we're, just, we're just all on the decline, aren't we? I yeah. think we've just got to just embrace that and just yeah. find the beauty in bits last, falling in the off. last few days we'll come back to that in a minute we're <laughs> all uh, work in progress and this podcast is no exception ensured it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness then our work here is done make sure you subscribe to us make sure you, are you do you subscribe to us mark i'll check no, you bet you bloody don't <laughs> Uh, and follow us on the socials by searching for I'm Finecast. And please do drop us an email at imfinecast at gmail.com. It's been a bit dry this week. So, um, you know, don't mm. all rush, but uh, rush. Yeah. I just listening to, because um, I have to now by contract. Oh, you're not, telling, not saying that bloody, yeah. no, you're not mentioning it again. SMA. I'll call it SMA because right. I'm not popular. They, they've got 18,000 five-star well, Apple reviews. Which good is, for them. No, I'm going to say it's more than we've got. Yeah. How many more, Mark? Do you want to do, see as your maths man? I'd say 17,987. Yeah. Coming up in this episode, we've just been discussing this off mic. So warm up and stretch, got our usual catch up and bookmarks, a reflection on the last pod and the week's highlights and lowlights. Uh, work-life ballet, we will be starting to look more at uh, more closely at mental health as we delve deeper into borderline personality disorder and other... Another... Associated. Yeah. We were just kind of having a chat about how we kind of structure that. 
but I think, well, you're, you're confident it'll <laughs> sort itself out. Yeah, I am. I'm sitting here getting on sweaty palms. <laughs> just the kind of state of the nation is, is enough to kind of start with, isn't it? Just state of the bloody world right now. I think, yeah. It's a right old mess. And I think there's it? sometimes reassurance. Well, we've, we've been told it is. That's the kind of confusion. We might even come to dig a bit more into it. But do you know what I mean? It's that like, you just come in and said all this stuff. I'm like, I don't even know where to start with that, Mark. I don't even know where to, I don't even know if, if it's a thing to worry about, if I need to look into it or not. I think it's, it's become just, a conveyor belt that the news... The there's news a million ha- sides almost to everything, isn't there? Yeah, the fear-mongering that's happened is that just nobody knows what the fuck's going on yeah, anymore. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I think that's probably where we'll start. And I, I think it was... Ballet. Yeah, I think it was... I might be wrong on this. I've got a feeling it was President Truman who said, if you can't convince them, confuse them. Mm. And this was done on an economic subject matter. But I think that's what's happening at the moment, that, it, that the powers that be, if they can't convince us that X, Y, and Z is is what's good for us, then they'll send out so many messages that they'll get that end result yeah, by yeah. just sheer confusion. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that in in work life ballet. Cool. And uh, and see where see where we go with that. <laughs> My enthusiasm will carry on. You you don't get this often because I no I asked you what I was going to do in brain food. You went. Don't worry about that, Damo. I've got this. So positive comment here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do you need any That's what help? It says. Yeah. Do you need any help with this one? Uh. No. Okay. Shoot. Uh. Mark, you're looking well, even considering you've been opened up and closed again this week. Yes, um, thank you. My yeah, thank God in... you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. It's a positive comment. Yeah. Nice My... to see you breathing. Yeah, I'm pleased I'm breathing. Yeah, the, the operation was successful. Mm. I was open and closed. And apart from the ravages that my cock's undergone for a few days... <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm not sure where you were going to go with this. Just there, right? Okay, is that enough? I think that's yeah. probably enough for it, everybody. It isn't going to be on Insta, right? No, <laughs> no. Well, we might be desperate for viewers, but yeah. But we've discussed this um, yesterday in training. You gave me the uh, the the warts and all description of your experience in hospital because hmm. I, I said it was going to be keyhole surgery, didn't I? Yeah, and that the fact you wouldn't get a scar, but much to your delight, hmm. the doctor kind of took took one look at you and went, "You're going to get a scar, right?" <laughs> She must have been made up, <laughs> knowing what you wa- how much you wanted a scar. Yeah. But thanks for showing me this scar yesterday. Yeah. Um, and it's in a place where I could have got a lot more than a bargain for. So <laughs> thanks for being careful. <laughs> and after what you told me, it looked like I did, I'm glad I didn't see it. You didn't want to go any. No. You would, it would have put would have put me off. Dive. It would have yeah. put me off aubergines for life. Is that right? <laughs> exactly. But I have got a good scar, and it was funny. The nurses were there. Was four of us in the ward, and one nurse. The, the nurse who was talking about her sex life a lot during the downtime came round and looked at everyone's scars and was basically rating them. All right, as if like he's had a well. We oh, said this to me in training. <laughs> uh, no, no, not against each other, but oh, like right. <laughs> the surgeon's done well today. As if I think on other days, is that a good day? Yeah, I think early in the week, like you said, yeah. was a. Uh, he's not called Wobbly Willis for nothing, <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 yeah it was pretty neat i mean my, mine's yeah. kind of like almost at a right angle compared to yours but um mm. scar that is um, <laughs> so that's really neat i think you'll be yeah. i think you're gonna be chuffed with that yeah mm. i might so tug it a bit more to make it a bit well i did say more like th- a sort of pirate scar <laughs> yeah that was so neat these days it might just like like a slight crease after a while but yeah. i said you you want to keep put some aloe vera on that to kind of get rid of it and you're like no no brillo pad <laughs> brillo pad and bleach <laughs> scuff it up a bit yeah um now i'm not going to accuse you of milking your uh your kind of recovery your aches and pains of your recovery okay but Which, um okay straight away on the defense right. 
but in training yesterday because you did send a note out to all, you, all of your clients i was gonna say patients all of your <laughs> all of your clients saying yeah. i'm a little bit sore yeah a bit stiff so you you know we're not going to be doing weights because i can't spot anyone or lift yeah. anything right i thought mm. fair enough i thought it'd be all right by the time i get there but no i get there right you're not doing a st- stitch you're not doing anything not not even just standing there pointing telling me to pick things mm. up go I've, there do this I've do just that through insta wasn't i <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think you were loving it. Rehearsing were really some TikToks. Yeah. I didn't mind doing it, but there was definitely a kind of... Sort of power t- trip. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some enjoyment in your voice. I'm calling you bitch all the time. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. but. I've just been sensible on that. I just thought... For once. Yeah. Being sensible. Yeah. No, it was a good idea. Yeah, it was a good idea. Uh, last week on the last pod, you regaled us with a very funny story about a dead cat. Yeah. To our good listeners and new listeners, do check it out, uh, episode 67 accountability buddies as it's tipped top it's very funny good almost crashed I don't the car think I've listening to it back <laughs> you once, it's no. very, have you not no i don't think so oh, you've been busy i suppose yeah <laughs> <laughs> have you not listened back to it i, I thought you did I, I think i listened a bit i didn't listen to that bit of the story no oh, it's very funny um so that story thread came from a facebook public group called 50 shades of halifax mm. uh, and for our international listeners halifax is in west yorkshire oop north from mm. here as they, that's how they say out there, isn't it? Uh, and it's famous for making... So Halifax is famous for making wool, toffee, and particularly Rolos and Quality Street, which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the group name is inspired by the series of erotic novels by E.L. James. Mm. Uh, initially, a trilogy consisting of Fifty Shades of Grey, 2011, Fifty Shades Darker, 2012, and Fifty Shades Freed. For those who have been stuck in a cave during the last decade, the series traces the deepening relationship... I know what it's about... The deepening relationship between college graduate Anastasia Steele and young businessman Christian Gray. Gray introduces Anna to the world of BDSM, mm-hmm. which is bondage, discipline, sadism, and mac- uh, masochism. <laughs> yeah, masochism. Beating me with some chicken nuggets. Yeah. Oh, oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> Thick so. shake. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so just like any well-run online community, uh, there are some guidelines to follow to ensure safe and fair play within okay. Fifty Shades of Halifax. Is this a quiz? No. Okay. Life isn't a quiz, Mark. No. It's just to, you know, just sit back and relax. Okay. Because you've got plenty to do in a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like just to give you a, a rundown of the of the guidelines for, for the okay. Fifty Shades of Halifax yeah. group. That's why I meant, was it a quiz? But you're just going to tell me. Yeah. Okay. Would you want to guess the first one? No, no. no. no go on. If, if you haven't the quiz. Um, Number one. No abusive language. No, that's too obvious. Okay. You have another go? Okay. Uh, number one, no fake items, DVDs, no tobacco, weapons, or any kind of fireworks. This is on a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Number two, do not advertise, request the sale or rehoming of any animals on this site. Okay. Didn't say anything about the home, rehoming of dead animals. Mm. So I'm just assuming they mean ones that are alive. Could you rehome a homing pigeon? Um, oh, that's a good one. We'll just go back with that. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, doesn't say though. Here. No, okay. Number three, please. This is a normal one. Please only post once. Bumping once per day is allowed. Mm-hmm. Standard, I think, for a th- for a thread. Number four, please do not cause arguments with other members. We are not a school playground. Number five, uh, member who blocks any admin will be banned from the site without warning, as will any member being abusive towards others, which was kind of yeah, okay. like your first one. Yeah. Number six is my favourite. Okay. No Avon. Okay. <laughs> And for our, I don't know, for our American listeners, international listeners, I'm I not think, sure, is it, or is Avon international? Avon, yeah, I would have thought so. Okay, I quite like that as a 
Mm. <laughs> no, Avon. They must have had a real problem with Avon. Yeah. Calling. Pressure selling. Yeah. Something's been deeply worrying me, Mark. Mm-hmm. And it has been for years. And it's resurfaced in the news again. Okay. Can uh, I help? <laughs> well, we, uh, I don't know. Let's see. I don't okay. think you can. Okay. Underestimating my powers. <laughs> yeah. Just just bear with me on this. So in the Pixar animation, Wally. Mm-hmm. Now, have you seen Wally? We've talked about Wally before. Okay. So I think I have seen it. Right. And the other day on social media, because we mentioned it, yeah. TikTok oh, right. <laughs> from listening sent started sending what clips clips from Wally, okay. and it was the one which I think you referred to about them in the like eating all they could, yeah, in the sort of just flying around on that, chairs yeah. and just looking at screens, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Wally was re- released in uh, Pixar animation released in two thousand and eight. Uh, we're introduced to a world in twenty eight oh five. Where humans abandoned Earth 790 years previously. If you haven't seen it, I do recommend watching it. Well, because basically it's a fucking masterpiece mm. of, of animation, storytelling, char- characterization, and global and social commentary on subjects that are super hot right now and only going to get hotter. Mm. It makes a huge statement about a world being taken over and destroyed by consumerism, uh, in particular by a, a big global behemoth of a supermarket that ended up running and controlling every aspect of our lives. And a society connected purely by computers and screens and now all human interactions become virtual and we continue to be sold ideals that endlessly take up our attention, turning us into overweight and healthy drones. Mm-hmm. And it's mad to think that in 2008, Facebook was only four years old. Yeah. It's still decent, had 100 million users, but now has 2.8 billion. Yeah. And as we know from Davos, hoping to have eight. Eight billion. That's eight billion is their ambition. And then the Amazon, which is a little bit like the kind of the, the company yeah. in this which is probably, I imagine it is based on. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's hard to say exactly, but it's not far off. So when um, 2008, Amazon was a 19.5 billion US dollar business and is now a 386.1 billion dollar. But I think, guess my point is those those companies were around, but I think they could certainly see where it was going. Yeah. And we're all just can see where it's going. And imagine another 10 years be bigger again. And we're all rather living, living that kind of the animation mm, out. I think we will or, or we're just still talking about how, how bad it's going to be. And I think the irony of that for me is that I was going to mention today about Disney. Mm. Disney is my latest worry. Okay. Disney is expanding and... It's huge. Yeah. yeah. But it's swallowing everything. So there's a wonderful sequence in Wally where Wally is hanging onto the side of a rocket that has come back down to Earth to take away his girlfriend, mm. Eva. As the rocket leaves the Earth's atmosphere, it crashes through a load of space junk, and I'm getting to my point now, that includes defunct satellites, spacecraft, and debris, Mm -hmm. or debris for American. Mm -hmm. Aluminum debris. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's disgusting and sad, but what's really disgusting and sad is that it's actually happening. Yeah. And it's been happening for years and ever since we started our journey into space. Three years ago, there was quite a big article, and it seemed to kind of circulate from my research and then it seems to be doing the rounds again and i think mainly because there's a bunch of scientists who have started tracking mm. all the space debris mm. there are more than thirty thousand pieces of space junk bigger than 10 centimeters in orbit around the earth and that number goes into millions when you count all the tiny pieces floating about it's estimated that there are 128 million pieces of debris smaller than one centimeter but they're not a problem are they i mean I'm just I'm no scientist, but I guess if one of those falls, it's just going to get. It's not about falling. So if oh. you're if you're in space, that yeah. doing a spacewalk. So if Elon a, Musk's going out, yeah, and a fleck of paint hits you at twenty four thousand miles an hour, bang, it's going to go straight through you. Yeah, any debris will just go through you and just make you look like a cheese grater, mm. wouldn't it? It's not a problem for you, Mark, because no, you're not an astronaut, and then this exists. <laughs> what? <laughs> what you don't you? What, you're not a flat earther, are you? 
You sent me that discussion, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. That was dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I forgot to send you that. And while there are about 2,000 active satellites orbiting the Earth, have a guess how many are inactive. Just 4,000. No, 3,000. It's a good guess, to be fair. Mark, Thanks. disappointed that you were so close. <laughs> <laughs> so 3,000 <laughs> defunct satellites just doing absolutely nothing. Why is this a problem, you ask? Well, you kind of asked that a minute ago. Yeah, my eyes were asking that. Your eyes, yeah. but you didn't actually vocalise. No. More space junk means more problems. The bigger the space junk, the bigger problems it can cause. Most of the objects pose very little threat to us here on Earth because a lot of chunks of space rubbish would just burn up and disappear if they ever entered the atmosphere. So you're talking about... Fl- yeah. You're so pleased with yourself. Yep. And I'm still working on a lot of space junk in your trunk, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> keep working on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however, the problems start in space. There's a risk of space debris uh, crashing into important satellites, which provide vital services like map GPS and weather warnings. I mean, mm-hmm. you love knowing where you are and knowing what the weather is. Mm. This is going to affect you, mm. isn't it? Every year, hundreds of collision avoidance manoeuvres are made by satellites and even by the International Space Station where astronauts live and work. Talking about Elon Musk, a piece of space junk was seen close to the SpaceX Dragon capsule as it prepared to dock with the ISS this week. The four astronauts inside the capsule also heard an alarm warning of a potential collision. Yeah. So shit got real. There's, I'll put this link up, but there is something that's now called the Astriograph, which is basically a computer simulation tracking every little piece of that debris. Okay. And they put it into a video so you can see mm-hmm. just like a, a ball surrounded by lots of spots, lots of little yeah. dots, which basically reminded me of Wally. That's why I kind of started because okay. it pans out the earth and you can just see all these Art bits. imitating life. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just ask a, a simple question here? Yeah. We can get to Mars, which is like quite a way away, yeah. and have a perfect landing and then have a little helicopter that manages to survive oh, yeah. all yeah. of it and then jumps yeah. out. And then with what must be the world's biggest remote control, someone yeah. in NASA presses a button yeah. and this beautiful little helicopter takes perfect pictures yeah. and it. sends them back. That's that's what's happened. Would it not be possible? <laughs> I'm guessing I'm guessing that this debris is much nearer the Earth. Than what, Mars? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there's just there's no need for the, the attitude. <laughs> It's not a simple question, it's a stupid question. So, Mars, do you know how far Mars is away from the Earth? No. <laughs> Clearly not. It's a long way. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I thought you were going to say what they're going to do with, with all those bits of pieces on Mars. What I'm saying... They're just going to leave them there. No, no. Oh, Aren't they? Oh, yeah, like... Like all the shit they left on the moon. Okay. <laughs> Why? They left the boots. They left their boots on the moon. Why the fuck would they you didn't... leave your boots on the moon? Just to no, say, no, wait, there isn't home. an answer to it. It's, it's just litter, but it's littering. That's all it is. Well, not from that part. Just it's part of the most historical thing that's happened in the history of the world. Oh, we'll just leave the boots there. That we'll have space dust on, and we'll have blah 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 blah. No, we won't bring them back. And having spent all this money, we'll what? just leave bits there. We'll spend all the money on boots. Well, well, like kind the of... seven hundred boxes of magnetic tape in the video you sent me. Right, seven hundred boxes of magnetic tape. The flat earther was going, those have disappeared. Oh, and right. the scientist is going, well, magnetic tape is very, it doesn't fragile. last well. It's yeah, very yeah. fragile and blah, blah, blah. And the other guy goes, it hasn't disintegrated. It's been lost. Right. And the scientist goes, hmm. And, the, and I mentioned this last time, but I'm just coming in here. Mm. The USA gave generously yeah. every country in the world a lump of moon rock. Moon rock. Mm. I think about, I can't remember the exact number, but I think it's 20 of the countries have lost it. Right. You're saying? It seems that when you go to the just, moon, you come cl- back and you're very clumsy, <laughs> clumsy and forgetful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the ra- maybe it's the radiation. Yeah. Well, the radiation didn't affect all the photos they took. They were nice and crisp. Anyway, the other thing it's is, 
quality, quality film. That. Oh, who was the guy that rhymed, rhymed Kodak with Kodak? <laughs> I read that today. Huh? Oh, a rapper. And he rhymed Kodak with Kodak in a rap. But the point I'm making, bearing in mind you said Mars was a long, long way away yeah. and all this debris is less long way away. Yeah. Surely like with a big net or if they know where it all is, just mm. go up and gather it up or get people doing community service to do it. Or well, something. like that guy in the Grabber I talked about in the last episode. Yeah. Going around Bradley Have a word State with, with those his... two. Yeah. But there'd be bigger sticks, obviously. Mm. Yeah. Why? Well, surely if it's such a danger, that would be easier than going to Mars and landing a helicopter. You could just go up there and well, clean, up, clean up the bloody yeah. mess we've made. Yeah. yeah. With companies such as SpaceX and Amazon sending more satellites into orbit, you forget that Amazon are doing a lot of that. Mm. Mm. Uh, the space around the planet is getting even more crowded. The United Nations says all companies should remove their satellites from orbit within 25 years at the end, after the end of their mission. Mm. So now companies and space agencies are looking at ways to clear up the litter left behind. Good. <laughs> they... <laughs> They include devices that can catch satellites and pull them back down uh, to burn up in the atmosphere. Or just making more fucking mess on Earth, right? Because spits will come through, hmm. won't it? It's just not always going to burn up. Isn't that weird, just how we solve stuff, isn't it? Just set fire to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we ro- do the here. rocket coming back from uh, the moon didn't burn up. That was lucky. But it had mm. panels that they stuck on, didn't that? Yes, Mark. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, talk about lasers to knock uh, knock objects out of orbit and big oh, magnets yeah. or claws. It's like the grabbers at the fair yeah. that can grab pieces of junk. Good. Well, I'm That's assured it. now. I'm assured that, that someone's work's being done. <laughs> right. Someone's going to go and do something about it. Do you know what really worries me at the moment? You know, you said about Amazon going into space. You know Nest, who do the doorbells where you can see who's calling. Yeah. And they're now called Google Nest. The fact that Google have bought Nest oh, go. really worries me. Nest was on... It bought that America... three, four years ago. So that's nice yeah, to... Yeah, well, it's worrying up... me now oh, more. Well. <laughs> it's just sunk in, is it? <laughs> Nest was on... Um, the American equivalent of Dragon's Den. Is it Shark's Pool? Or Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Yeah. yeah, it was on there and it didn't get anything. Yeah. I just Google, that That really worries me. Just saying it. There isn't, there isn't... What doorbells with cameras on? But with Google in the title. Right. Well, yeah. Well, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Use an old-fashioned bell. I haven't got one. I've got, I've got a nest thing for the central heating. Yeah. But I'm, I don't need to... I mean, who? it's weird that, isn't it? I mean, I don't know about you, Mark, but mm-hmm. my doorbell doesn't go very often. No. The reason we've got letterboxes is they don't have to disturb us, yeah. right? And they the just... postman always rings twice. <laughs> right. Well, mine doesn't. It's yours. That was a film reference. Twi- yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it deserved more of a laugh. It's a struggle today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do I'm really subtitles for you. I'm you really struggling. <laughs> um, I don't see the point of that. You're at work and, and someone rings the bell. Like, and you just see who it is. I mean, just what? What have you got in your house? Here's you know a thought. I mean? Here's the thought. This is another thing I wanted to say. Yeah. So... You're leaving the house. You're going down to the coast for a picnic. Yeah. On a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And you leave the house and you go, oh, I'm just going to check that window shut. Mm. Go to the bathroom, shut the window, yeah. get in the car. Do yeah. you shut that window? Yeah. 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 Good. Well remembered. Yeah. Windows are made of fucking glass. You put a stone next to a window and it smashes. And we've lived this illusion forever that if you shut the window somehow your house is safe it isn't all the windows are glass it makes no difference if a window is open oh, because it's made of glass oh, if, why didn't i why haven't i realized windows are made of glass even yours all are. these Look years at them. i know all of them well i haven't seen noticing because i because i can't i see right through them so <laughs> i i see right through the thing you're talking about i mean it's just dawned that that is, why haven't I noticed that before? You might as well leave all the windows open. If you're going to, if it was like the guy, I, have I told you this one about the guy who worked for Timpsons? No. 
So <laughs> when I did some work with um, finding offenders, jobs, I found this guy, and I always, we always used to call him Three Phones because he had three phones. Right. We didn't call him Three Phones. We called him by his name because we weren't disrespectful, but he had three phones, and one was like a normal phone that he just used for normal stuff. One was, Calling people. Yeah. Right. One was back in the day a BlackBerry because BlackBerry were, so that was for Blackberry. drug dealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But BlackBerry was totally encrypted. It was safe and blah, blah, blah. So Interesting. Allegedly. Oh, no, it was. The Tottenham Riots. Oh, were, you believe what, that? The Tottenham Riots Why do you believe were that? all so organised what, on Blackberry. Who has told you that Blackberries? Tot- Tottenham Rioters did. Right. So Jimmy, Big T. Gosper. Donald. <laughs> Tony, two, three phones. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So. Just just want to. Uh, and then he had a third one, which was an old Nokia. That was his, his mum. Pop snake on it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's good. See, you're warming up now. <laughs> yeah, fucking having to. Now beat beat him or join him, right? Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. So, a tsunami of irrelevance. Anyway. Yeah. So, he used to come in looking for a job, and his modus operandi was, he carried a machete, he would kick in the door of the house uh-huh. at night when people were in at like 10 o'clock watching the Oh, right. The well, it was not quiet then. Everyone knew he was coming. Yeah. No, no need for Google Nest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's too late. He's in your house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who's at the door? It's just a machete. <laughs> <laughs> In the Mr. Men books. Mr. Nosey and Mr. Machete. Anyway, so... Mr. Machete. I I don't remember that one. (laughs) So he would be go in the house, threaten the occupants with a machete. Right. They would give him money and jewellery and he would leave. That's what he did. Yeah, simple life, simple times. So when he came and he wanted to turn over a new leaf as... He was on this scheme and he, he was in as well, was he? I'm confused. Right. Part of his rehabilitation. uh, No, he read in libraries. Okay. And... (laughs) And... uh, and um, can you put your phone on silent? And that one. <laughs> and, and that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so when he came to us, Timpsons, and big shout out for Timpsons, I always find them quite strange. I would never go into a Timpsons. My anxiety level goes up in Timpsons. Right. I just find their their font and their colour unnerving. I, like, I could see you working in Timpsons. N- no, not with that. It's that burgundy. Well, the colour, you don't like the colour. No, or the font. Anyway, so they oh. were doing a lot. And this is this is true. Timpsons have been brilliant for working with disadvantaged groups. Yeah, Absolutely they have, yeah. brilliant. They hire ex- yeah. uh, They even take, take them away and let yeah, them have holidays good. and all sorts. And <laughs> so I put you this... You mean they let the workers have holidays? No, no, like in their holiday cottage. Timpsons have like holiday resorts uh, okay, or whatever. Cool. Yeah, okay, sorry. And um, we were talking to this guy and he went, I wouldn't mind working in Timpsons. Hmm. And so I said, fine. So we got him a job as a key cutter. A machete boy. <laughs> yeah. Key cutter. Yeah. And I got a lot of stick yeah. from the powers that be going like, what the actual fuck are you doing? Because right, he was quite well known. And I said, and he said, and I said, he doesn't need the keys because he just kicks the doors down and go with a machete. And it's going back to my windows bit. Yeah. Him having a key to a house wouldn't make any difference. He wouldn't. Oh, he that was the worry. That he, he had He'd be cutting keys. keys for someone, <laughs> right? Rather than just take, take hold a, on, you've got you've got machete wielding madman. Yeah. I guess it could be Timpsons. sharpened on the on that like <laughs> yeah. stone wheel. He's got everything he needs, isn't he, yeah. to keep his machete in order? But anyway, so he did that, and he did he didn't last that long, but he did do fine when when he was there, and he won a customer service award and everything. But it was the point okay. I'm saying is is that when you look at a house per se, going back to the thing I always say, if a Martian came down and a Martian goes, "You're shutting that window." so that a piece of glass that a toddler could smash and climb into, or anyone could, your house isn't safe. It's just it's yeah. just um, 
a premise that it's safe by shutting a window. Yeah. Because you could get into any house in 10 seconds because windows are... Made of glass. Made of glass. It's just the insight we're looking for. Mm. I've been in the trade. I know these things. Anyway, where were you? (laughs) I don't want to interrupt. You don't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Barely holding it together. Right, should we move on? Yeah. Uh, Work-life ballet. Now, as I said a minute ago, uh, or probably four hours ago, whenever whenever (laughs) the beginning of this pod was, we're going to start talking about some more. We we talked about this in the last episode. We want to talk about some more serious stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And we, we were absolutely categorical, and we were totally aligned on this, that we don't want to be doing our usual half an hour of fuckwittery at the beginning of this mm-hmm. and then go into something quite serious. Yes. So what we wanted to do here was kind of tee all that up mm-hmm. because you're writing your bits about mm-hmm. borderline personality disorder and we want to get that structured and right. Yep. But we also said we we're going to just do a little bit of a kind of an intro to that kind of setup and have a little bit of a, just yeah. a little bit of our usual two guys in a snug right yeah and you came here tonight and there's me and me use your head in my hands going what are we gonna do mark <laughs> and you went it's all right damo i got this hmm. son you said <laughs> i got you back <laughs> don't worry <laughs> <laughs> what, what could go wrong yeah um but immediately we kind of before we started recording we started talking about the things we've been looking at this week things we've yeah. been sending each other yeah because my first line in my bullet was where do we go from here on term yeah. mental health but i sent you uh, a video from was it today or yesterday with Russell Brand talking about mm-hmm. another one in the Great Reset. Yes, he's done some brilliant videos. He's yeah. so good. And why hasn't he been banned from YouTube? Yes, the thing that yes, means it's controlled opposition. <laughs> it's difficult. That's well, what I worried. I mean, he's probably good for advertisers. Obviously, we don't have any advertisers. Yeah. <laughs> but when you got you know one, one and a half million views within a couple of yeah. days, they're probably not going to ban him, are they? No. However, he taught you know he not that he's saying anything controversial he has opinions on stuff and he and he's satirical and everything else mm. but he, he's talking about all the things not all the things some of the things we're talking about yes and it's certainly pushing the boundaries of that a lot yeah. more but yeah. anyway we're not we're not russell brand so we're just a little old i think it's aspirational russell yeah. brand i mean I, I think we've said before we've we've discussed various people and almost like the stereotypical view like i was saying about ricky gervais about mm. you know blah 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 yeah I've looked at Russell Brand and I think the thing I, I don't know if I sent this to you today as a text. The only slight problem I have is the confirmation bias. Russell Brand now, every time I watch him, mm. I'm agreeing with 99% of what he says. Yeah, it's very yeah. rare that I'm going, I don't, don't agree with that. Mm. So the question that I'm asking myself is, is, is because he's on the same track as you and me generally, is that therefore turning away my objective thinking and i'm just going yes he's right because i think that and i know i'm right and this is the bit that we were going to talk about when not when we're talking about mental health but the bit i was saying to you i'd like to look at the fact of that there's no absolute truth and mention the two things i was saying to you about the basketball yeah. and the shooting yeah and so russell brand can't just be talking the absolute truth mm. there has to be other people's yeah truth uh, or... yeah uh, yeah the things that have ordinarily been called conspiracies yes and his video hold on we're getting confused now with edward snowden Yes. Yes. So it was him. It, yes. it was an old. It was about. It was. It was a recent video, but it was an old interview yes. with Edward Snowden yes. that he brought back up, and he was talking about conspiracies not being conspiracies, mm. and if they are, they're just in. They're in plain sight. They're not being hidden by anyone. They're yeah. not kind of. There's not a murky underworld of conspiracy. It yes. is literally being delivered to you yes. daily. As he said, it isn't giant giant lizards in a grove. It's <laughs> yeah. what we're seeing on our news. Yeah. And there's all sorts of things like the the repetition. You kind of talked about it earlier off off mic about Truman. Yeah, the confusion. If you can't yeah. convince, confuse. No, we talked about that. That's yeah, yeah, we mentioned it. Yeah. Here, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 
that. And I think we, the, the reason we kind of thrown all these things in, it probably seems a bit scattergun, is I'm certainly feeling that kind of fatigue of looking at this stuff, mm. trying to absorb it, trying to understand mm. it, and then be hit by look, then looking at something else. It's either a counter or it's an, or an extension of that. Yes. And it is relentless, isn't it? Yes. And it's exhausting. It and is it's, exhausting. It's, Seriously. And, and it can then start to really get, you know, into the seams mm. of, and into your fibers and just mm. kind of start short circuiting shit. Yes. When thing, yeah, the other things are overwhelming anyway, that can just tip you right over the edge. Yeah. And it's really hard to kind of make sense of it. And you're kind of sitting here, you know, you're struggling with various things and just then let alone talking about it. So one way, do you, where, do you, where do you begin? Not necessarily you feel like you have to take a side, but there's an element you feel like you need to take a stance. And I'm not even sure what my stance is when it's also just feels so fluid. Do you I know think, what I mean? And yeah, totally. I, I'm never going to work it out. So it's hard <laughs> to put, that, put the state. It's nailing jelly to a wall, isn't it? Yeah. And well, what, what, why start a fight that you you stand no chance of winning? Yeah. But for me, this this last week has been just to reiterate what you're saying, the confusion and the deep dives I've been and interesting when I've been doing my research on borderline personality disorder, one of the lesser known things that came out because obviously we're going to talk about it and we talk about the various traits, mm. but obsession is a very very big trait. But someone I've been reading up from who 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 has it, but is also a, prof, um, a psychiatrist, was saying the propensity for deep diving, especially in politics and social affairs, mm-hmm. is really preeminent along people right. with BDP. Okay. Like it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that on these deep dives, literally, I was driving the other day and I was, because I talk a lot in my head to myself, I was saying in my head, I honestly think I'm I'm right at the top there on paranoia now that mm. that that this world is a game, and I'm telling myself mm. all my stuff about holograms and all my stuff about computer games and all my stuff about coincidences. Mm-hmm. It isn't me being the mad one. Mm. 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 And then you go, oh, pull yourself back, Mark. That's yeah, that's the rantings of a madman. And I <laughs> yeah. go, no, 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 I'm right. Yeah. And then you're going, you can't be because the rest of the world can continue without having to dive down like you do in, in, in well, intricate they detail. Well, they seemingly yeah. can, but can they really? Yeah. And I'm not sure they can because when you start to, you know, scratch the surface of anyone we know, it's not a plain sailing, is it? No. No one's got it. No one's nailed it. No, no one is nailing it. No one will be nailing it anytime soon. But, but, you know what I mean, we're yeah. all trying to find our way and understand the world. And I've probably said this before. There's, there's, there, I'm sure there's lots of people who just kind of float through life. You know, I've had good yes, friends who just seem people. to just, well, they just seem to glide yeah. above it. Yes. In a kind of, you know, you could call it kind of an ignorance or an arrogance or a. I, th- I think it's a contentment. That, yeah, that you're, and, you're able to be content with what's happening. With but there's also the an element to... of you know, and we're kind of accused of you know, rightly of of being disengaged about certain things and mm-hmm. being numb to certain things, mm-hmm. and that can be a deliberate and an unconscious thing. But there's some people who just I don't, I'm not even sure they're aware of that. Yeah, and just I don't know, just seem to ride it out. And sometimes I kind of think, well, it would be nice to kind of not to be a, be affected or yeah. Think, totally, oh, think totally. about that. It'll be drawn into something, or you know, like I'm not going to. I'm not going to let that bother me. Two minutes later, you you balls deep in an argument, just yeah. and you can't. Like you just kind of said, you you can't kind of get yourself out of it. A lot like our conversations here. We'll start stuff, and I go, this is the first time I've run this one out. But some I, of this... I'm not actually sure of it. it's forming as I'm talking about it. Yeah, the which, amount of time, which is the whole thing about free will. About you don't know what's going to come out of your mouth <laughs> yeah. next. We're exponents, but but it's that. not. I don't. You know. I'll never know enough. No one will ever know enough to have a full argument or a full, you know what I mean? Yeah, because punch. there isn't any absolute. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's it. but there are a couple of things this week that have made me just sit back and say, 
I can understand why people could pick holes in this argument, or I understand why you're going on one here, Mark, and like you need to shut up about that because you've made your point, but other people have a different view. Mm. But there's been one incident that for me has epitomized almost like the marginalization of what information we're being given. And it's it's the march in London. Mm. I don't know the exact figures. Don't, so this don't was the one, was it last weekend? It was, was last weekend. Sa- Saturday? It was advertised beforehand as being uh-huh. a, something like a march for freedom. It was pr- primarily yeah. an anti-lockdown, anti-restriction. It wasn't an anti-vax, although there were people there with anti-vax. But it was, it was certainly an anti-mask, wasn't it? Because there, yes. there was... yes. I couldn't see very many masks at all, if any at all. No, it was very much about anti-restrictions. Now, the point of it was to show that not everybody agrees with everything that's happened. Mm -hmm. This just hasn't left my head, and this is the reasoning why. We discussed, I think, two pods ago, maybe one pod ago, about Extinction Rebellion. Mm -hmm. And I watched a video that lasted about two minutes of, I think, six or seven women being filmed on a very high-quality camera, probably Mm -hmm. by the BBC, trying not very successfully, to smash windows at Barclays. Oh, okay. There was a big police presence. Basically, they smashed some windows and then they were arrested mm-hmm. very carefully and then they were put in police vans. And yep. probably, like the first set of Extinction Rebellion protesters, they'll all be let off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard that. Mm-hmm. So the first ones who, um, not first, but recent ones who did a lot of graffiti over the Shell building right. were all found innocent right. by a jury. And they said that the the... the that what they did was they felt the shareholders of that company would approve of it and that they felt it was a fitting act and the jury let them all off. So a moral crime. So what happened is the (laughs) jury, yeah. So the jury in effect made, I think, a moral judgment is if you're going on a big multinational and you spray... Oh, right, that's interesting where we're going there, isn't it? Yeah. So crimes on on corporate... Yes. So the it's criminal, different to anybody else, right? Which will be interesting from the protesters from the Bristol So if you've gone and done it on the local, you know, co-op or local corner shop where someone's owning it, that yeah. would, that wouldn't be good, right? Because he's just a guy trying to earn a living. Yes. There was some justification. Yeah. So this went to a jury. Okay, interesting. Um, and I think one person pleaded guilty and it was something to do with childcare, they said. But basically the others all went innocent. So this poor person who said guilty because it's like, there's film of them doing it, but they decided to go innocent and use this as their defence. Okay, right. Anyway, so they were let off. So what I'm saying is, so Extinction Rebellion, obviously it told the press, told the TV, we're going to go and smash these windows. It was filmed. They were arrested. Yeah. End of. When the accompanying reporting of this incident, there was mention that it was criminal damage and mm-hmm. there was mention that they were attacking this bank because of this bank's links with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But they also said about Extinction Rebellion being pro actions to 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 demonstrate against climate change and blah blah blah. So you, they basically got some of their agenda broadcast. Yeah. In the London March, I don't know how many people were there, and you can do all sorts of things with videos. Yeah. But somebody, a professor, had a time lapse of the march going across one of the bridges, mm-hmm. and he said, "This took. This is the time lapse, but it actually took." whatever it was, 18 minutes for these people. And when I've done a freeze frame, they're about... Oh, he's worked out yeah, roughly how it's many... It's about have... 150 people wide. Right. And so if one person goes through every five seconds, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he said on this per, this particular bit, there was at least 40,000 people. Right. The general consensus is that there was 100,000 plus when you look at most of the estimates. Okay. So one of the things I saw was several thousand. And yes. Were, were any, were, wherever I saw it being reported at all topping ten thousand. not yeah. certainly not 
yeah. ten times. Well, this yeah. guy, this guy, and when you look at the time lapse, you go, that does. Having been to a football stadium with forty thousand people, yeah. that looked like forty thousand people. It took them so long yeah. to to walk. This is my thinking. I knew this march was taking place. Listen to. The news on the radio, no mention. I decided to go on the BBC website as it was happening. They were reporting on a submarine in Indonesia that mm-hmm. 56 people had died on. You're right. I remember you texted me. It wasn't anywhere. Yeah. So I kept checking the website. And then it was like coming up for you know, things like, you know, dog finds engagement ring on beach. It was like mm-hmm. full of trivia. Mm-hmm. Then I went on to Twitter. No mention of it on Twitter. Then I sat and watched the whole of the six o'clock news. No Nothing. mention. Yeah. The point I'm making is this. If we've come to a position where a decision is made on what is newsworthy and somebody has made a decision mm. based on the message that was given, yeah. not meeting societal or government or media norms, yeah. we're into the biggest censorship you can get yeah. because we're being shown what people want us to see. I spoke to a number of people on that day and said, what do you think of the march? No one had seen it. No. 100,000 people marching through London is more newsworthy than seven women breaking some windows. Yeah. But it didn't fit the narrative. No, it doesn't. That has scared me more than anything because what we're basically being told is what you see. It completely underlines certainly the BBC's line. Yeah. Completely undermines the, the, the idea that that many people might have a different view. Yes. They wouldn't possibly put that up. No. But it's also not the first time this happened. You know, it, this is... But to me, that scale, yeah, definitely. This is, yeah, but also because what social media gives us is 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 the kind of the eyes on the ground. Where were you watching it then if it wasn't? Because I saw the stuff on Twitter. I was watching live streams on Twitter. Okay, yeah. There were some people doing live streams. But there's but for a year, until we had cameras with decent video and uh, decent connectivity, we just had to trust the, the powers that be, right? The but only now, way- now we, we see our news is, our news is, is basically crowdsourced, isn't it? Yes, but crowd, the, crowd published. But the only BBC reference on Twitter is that they now have a, dif, a disinformation reporter, and so this disinformation reporter was tweeting as she went. Oh, I think I saw her saying yes. they're saying this, but yeah, which yes. is so she was showing a picture of a banner like you know it's all a scam, and then, and then yeah, debunking it. Yeah, and out of a hundred thousand people, there are going to be some people who are anti-vax or anti, yeah, accepting but- that it. But for any for any other protest, there's not someone given the alternative view. No. So the the debunking is just debunking an alternative view. What they were doing and what they believed in is fact for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's the classic. Yeah. Just because because you don't like it doesn't mean they're not right. But her her tweets were like, when I've interviewed people yeah. on this march, they all seem to be, and they're all COVID idiots, and yeah. they, there's oh, yeah, going yeah, to be yeah. a massive. But looking at the stuff she's done, everything is basically just saying these people are idiots. They're mad. They're stupid. And if you do a full fact check on everything they're saying, they're wrong. Lockdowns work, full stop. There isn't an argument. My first point on what I've written down here is where do we go from here? What is, what do, you, what do we do with that? What do you do with that? Apart from it, circulate around your brain and, and drive your crackers. What, what, what do we do? What individually do we do? Because this is kind of a, you know, trying to bring it back to the mental health bit. What do we do collectively? Can we do anything? I was thinking about it the other day, and I, I don't know whether you saw the, the documentary of Greta Thunberg, you know, they're following her on her no. tour and even when she came to Bristol no. and stuff like that, it's brilliant. She is brilliant. I don't think there's anyone, certainly of that age, without a doubt, who's commanded such attention in recent times mm-hmm. and a following and has been so effective in encouraging other people to take action. Mm-hmm. You know, from school kids to adults. Can you think of any other single person with a message that has the power to create a movement than her in the, in the last 20 years? No, probably not. So part of me just goes, why, why can't you channel that into a political party? 
because the only way we're going to change stuff is by people representing which again this is definitely something we talked about off mic wasn't it about uh, the other thing in the, in the um russell brown video about what a government is and the government means to govern and to control us yes but also they can't be held accountable now like you said there's an mm. example of hat mancock today <laughs> just just refusing to answer a question yes and that's that job done mm. doesn't have to doesn't have to go there where's the argument how do you argue with someone who doesn't want to argue yeah it's the classic trump it's fake news yeah it's a, it's a it's a wonderful way to disarm someone trying to hold you accountable brilliant isn't it it is but you, you th- can't you can't reason with an unreasonable person no oh, we, we, were talking, we were talking also so where, where'd you go with that in a social situation when that when there is silence you can't argue with yeah. silence we were saying that yeah, if someone well, if you go you, you know thought go. about this and they don't answer so just walks off yeah. you got nothing have you yeah it's a little bit like the argument about the protest if there's no police there there's no fighting yeah yeah. Well, there's no fighting against the police, put it that way. Well, if there's no reporters there, it hasn't happened. You know, yeah. Has it really happened at all? Do we channel this into into a new political movement? Do we just ignore it? Do, or do we do that thing where, you know, people go, I'd hate that pub, that pub is shit. Why, why do you keep going back to that pub? Just mm. don't go there. If it doesn't deserve to be open, it doesn't deserve your custom, don't go there. But people keep going back. I hope Tesco's there. Or don't like Amazon. Stop ordering on Amazon then. We keep doing it to ourselves, don't we? We just keep we keep doing nothing, I guess, or we keep doing things just to perpetuate all this stuff. But I, I was going so through what, my what, archive why, on why, Insta- why do we what, why do we keep looking at BBC? Why I keep looking at BBC? I'm trying to look at Al Jazeera and other things, but I keep I keep checking the BBC website. I keep yeah. going back to the same source. We keep believing the Daily Mail that eggs will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do they keep doing that? Really? What have they got <laughs> well, against are they still, eggs? Are they still doing the yeah. salmon other thing? Are they? But the um, <laughs> it, it came from China, oh, so it was. If there was a but why are we do it? it? Why why can we can we just exist without looking at it? Because this all this is all just kind of media and the information that we've been given. Can we just go through life and ignore it? There's there's two. In, in we our, could be a lot better off, couldn't we? We would be. I think when we're talking about mental health and we're talking about self preservation, yeah. Yes, going back to your cottage core, yeah. Going back to that sort of rural idyll, yeah. I think is becoming more and more attractive to I people. Think so. In answer to your question, though, there's two things. But, it, but it, sorry, it's not going to very quickly. It's not going to move anything on. It's no good just to tur- just to turn away, like walk away from the argument. Yes, it's still not solving the problem. You know, the fires are still burning. We're going because everyone is moving to the country. Everyone is buggering off to the <laughs> country, getting out of the city, and, yeah. and going for cottage core, right? Yeah, we're still governed by the same the same people. But we're governed, we're governed, we're governed by less and less people now, aren't we? We're governed by. When you look at Davos, so if, pe- we, if we if we just ignore everyone and stop, you know, we, we start buying buying locally and we stop going to the corporates and we all come off Facebook, we we, we could we could change it, but we won't. No. Why do we get ourselves wound up by it? Why do we keep finding ourselves? You know, it gives us something to talk about on here. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we we could be talking about other things, and we've kind of gone off the mental health, and this is part of it. But we're kind of moving off for it because we're getting bogged down in what Hat Mancock and other people are doing. We could just fucking ignore them and get on with just trying to make our lives a little bit easier. But when, right? I, go, when I go back to Why, why do we get was... so angry? And just, it's the injustice of it. There's always injustice in the world. But is there anything we can just concentrate on and, and our, ourselves and the people around us to make things a bit better? If everyone did that, it's back to being accountable like for our health and the public health. And if we sort our individual health out, surely our public health will be better. Isn't that what we should be doing here? Yes, but that that's almost being dissuaded. Any any individual initiative. This this is my this is my problem about ignoring it and going to live in a cave. Mm. At my darkest moments, where my paranoia is at its height, mm. I firmly believe the world is being taken over by a cabal of a few individuals. I believe yeah. that the, the the more extreme views. Yeah, and the reason I, I don't do, think you're far off. No, <laughs> but the reason I believe that is because. I apply my retrospective eye, a little bit like when you were saying about Wally. Mm-hmm. What I've done as, as 
as a, almost like a social experiment with myself is I've put myself in the future. I've mm -hmm. put myself in my last couple of years and I'm telling a story to somebody in 20 years, 15 years time and say, back in 2020, 2021, these are the things that happened mm. and government said do this and people did it and people knew that Amazon not only was taking over every element and was going into space yeah, and that yeah. Google had AI yeah. and that things were being invented that we can't tell whether they're real or not yeah, yeah. and we see things and instantly believe it. So we see a picture of a text message between Boris Johnson and James Dyson. Who knew if that ever existed? No, absolutely right. I don't know if it existed. Yeah. I made the point on my Insta story that James <laughs> yeah. Dyson kept saying James at the end. Yeah, who no, does that? No one does that on the text. <laughs> if you're one of the most busiest businessmen in the world, I'll just put James. That. We should stop putting that name yeah. at the end of every text. Yours sincerely, love and kisses. <laughs> the point I'm making is that when I put myself in the future mm. and I was talking to an imaginary child of that time, that child were going, what the fuck were you doing? It's in plain sight. They've written a book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, yeah. that says, this is what's going to happen with COVID. This is what's going to happen with public health. This is what's going to happen with vaccines. Yeah. And Bill Gates, for years, has said, this is what's happened yeah. for vaccines. And also, I know we've said this before, but The Great Reset was a conspiracy beginning of 2020. Yes, and now it's mainstream. Now it's a book. Building better, building better, <laughs> Bitu building yeah. better. The same <laughs> yeah. language is used. Yep. We have Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson suddenly comes on our screens and game shows. He was on that the one where they all have to run away from the police. And he's like a figure of fun. Yeah. Hunted. Hunted. Yeah. So he was on that figure of fun, blah, blah, blah. He has had books written about pandemics mm -hmm. and he's had articles written about depopulation. His son has had articles written about the need for depopulation. Bill Gates has said categorically that there are too many people in this world. Yeah. And in 15 oh, in a years, week where Boris has been allegedly caught saying, let the bodies pile, pile yes, up. Yeah. <laughs> it's all adding up, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if in 15 years, the person I'm speaking to goes, God, you've done a lot of worrying, Mark. You mm -hmm. could have just chilled. Or, or the, what did you do about it, Mark? Or, exactly. If you knew all this and you had all these concerns and you just yeah. sat by, then you were as guilty what, you as did a everyone. podcast? <laughs> well, no one fucking listened to. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking hero. <laughs> yeah. And went, went behind police lines. Yeah. Gently. And watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and got back in your murk. A anarchy, anarchy in middle age. <laughs> I think the point I'm saying is, we don't know that can... But that is a good point. Yeah. Well, it almost feels like going into town and with a placard. I've always... I I've never been. I've never been an activist. Mm. I don't think I've ever gone out and kind of stood up for something in my life. Yeah. I almost. I almost think there's a the point where I'm not even sure any of it's working anymore. No one's listening. No. It's just no. pissing people off. Yes. Isn't it? Where it's getting twisted to the point of no one knows even what they're doing there. Mm. Right. Mm. It's, it's completely ineffectual. And whatever you're doing, it can be reported however people want. We're on to the next thing every day. Next thing. Nothing is worth. And it's this kind of divide conquer and the confusion stuff, isn't it? And the controlled opposition, all these things just lead to those, the elite, and with the, which there is a, a, a small amount of people yeah. with a hell of a lot of wealth and power. Yes. It's just adding up so beautifully for, for them, isn't it? It's just falling the, in their lap. It's... Yeah, but, but what we're not doing, no one is kind of, no one is challenging that. No. No one's sitting around going, why don't you start up a, an Amazon challenger brand? Yes. No one does that because everyone goes, why would I want to do that? 
Well, Amazon's still at you know banning unions, and everyone's going, "Oh, China's really bad." Have you seen all the stuff they're doing? <laughs> but Amazon's banning unions for fuck's yeah. sake. But no one's going. Why don't I just start the next Amazon? But then, when you get but so big, the... nobody else can come in. I feel. I think there's a time when, if you've got that niche, yeah, I I've, I've I, seen I, something I called that. Tribal. I think trying to take over from Spotify. Right. They've got twenty million more. Oh, songs, it's hard. It's, so... it's hard. Yeah. But it's, but I think but it's soon not... it's going to be impossible because Amazon are going to have shops local shops mm. with no staff in do you remember that the tesco down in stokes croft yeah there was riots <laughs> yeah. yeah and i think someone's wheelie bins were pushed over wasn't yeah. it <laughs> someone got really cross yeah and you just knew i remember at the time you know what's coming everyone's gonna get really angry they're all talking about not supporting the local shops and you, you know what's coming tesco's just gonna sit there and sit there they've got the plan and it's all been approved yeah. they're gonna wait they're gonna wait dies down Bang. In Everyone the... goes in their cider. Yeah. <laughs> Four for a five. All those people who stopped going to their local mate in the shop because it was cheaper at Tesco. It's yeah. just like, God, are we, you know, it's not going to change unless there's yeah. kind of wider culture today, but there's no one to kind of that would spread be the seed. That would in... be impossible to do because it then, would then be... it's all, we're all off we're to hell in handcart, aren't we? <laughs> we are. you, you could not. The size of the beer moth means that it cannot be overturned. You cannot overturn But my point back to them. Greta, you know, she created, you know, that, that global kind of movement that like the groundswell i'm not saying it hasn't it ever, hasn't changed well that, that's kind of what i was going to say without being just because i think it did something and it has done something it raised awareness but it couldn't take it anywhere but just no one harnessed that no and normally anyone who is good enough to harness that it normally is kind of you know the evil one <laughs> the doctor <laughs> evil in the corner one oh, my plans come in yeah. you know or, she, or her entourage suddenly would have just you know you know go hold on doesn't he run that company you know it's there's always that kind of yeah. you know sinister kind of you know undertone to it all it seems like the only way to do that is by going in there and smashing it from the inside out I honestly, i'm not prepared to do it i'm I, not prepared I would to do be, it i would be prepared <laughs> i'm prepared to give someone my vote but i'm, I'm I telling would be you prepared I, to do any sort of action or any type of undermining of institutions or you know i don't mean violence against people but violence against property if i felt that it was possible that it could achieve something i firmly believe that the control over our lives now is so great that it's impossible to rise up against it. And I'll give you an example. We know, and I don't think many people dispute it apart from the Chinese, that there are up to 2 million Muslims in detention centres. Yeah. We also know that Apple have withdrawn mm-hmm. certain bits that they and were Like getting. you said before, why would they do that if there wasn't a yeah. problem? Yeah. yeah, Apple, if it, if it was cost-effective, unless there was a big moral <laughs> imperative that, that this it. is going to be bad for business, we'll still do it. Yeah. So this is happening. This is this is my prediction. The Winter Olympics, the next Winter Olympics, are being held in China. Mm-hmm. And in the past, we've had people not going to Moscow. Mm-hmm. The Americans didn't go to Moscow. They boycotted yeah. that. Yeah. We've had other Olympics where there's been, you know, right back to Jesse Owens in 36 with mm-hmm. the Black Power Salute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had um, uh, Bader Meinhof in Munich. Mm-hmm. Olympics has always been politicized. Yeah, you're right. I think if this world goes, oh, shit, China... That's a bit dodgy. And they just hold the Olympics. Then we have given up. We're losing all our sense of proportion. We're buying from Amazon who ban unions. I've There's a small cafe in Bristol that was not paying its staff properly. I used to go into that cafe. I refused to go into that cafe. A number of my friends did because of the way they were treating their staff. And that was a small business. And yet, I'll still buy from Amazon. So I'm here spouting all this off and being as hypocritical as the rest of us because it's almost impossible. You know, if you want to get flashing LED lights by 10 o'clock the same day, it's hard to buy local. And I'm I'm not sitting here saying I'm not part of the problem, Mark. I'm part of the problem. Yeah. 
But I just think I just think we're almost being subsumed by the the gigantic nature of these. We don't know what three hundred and eighty billion turnover looks like. It's like yeah, 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 right. it's it's more than most countries. It's it's out of control. Mm. How do we pull it back to what we're going to be talking about? How is it relevant? It is relevant, but do we just need to switch off? It's not going to solve a problem, but aren't our own problems and issues and and disorders just worth looking after and protecting? And do, you know, do you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. And I think leading into us talking about mental health, my, I can't remember which economist it was, I don't know if it was, it was, a, it was a, an economic theory anyway, that man is selfish. Mm. And it was a premise for an economic theory. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. And I think sometimes man has to be selfish. Mm. But that now, I think, becomes that you, in a way, just look after yourself. Yeah. I think but survival we, which can Which also happen. isn't selfish. No, but is is traditionally seen as so. Yes, and I think it's, it's thinking almost about like, yourself and your own health and your yeah. own well being, you yeah. bastard. And that goes to the point <laughs> which you've raised a lot, and I've never really picked up upon, is about we shouldn't be responsible on the government for our health. No, and we are. It's yeah. like we're all looking. Yeah, I'm overweight. I'm obese. We're pointing at them. I wasn't protected. Yeah. I wasn't informed, and I wasn't. It is. It, there's a whole number of reasons why people aren't healthy and going the shops only sell that so i've got no choice yeah so we've all got a choice and the reason i mentioned the obesity thing it's, is diffi- I... it's more difficult it's not not difficult it is more difficult often to get the right things for the right price yeah but it is possible yes isn't the, it the reason i mentioned obesity is i wanted to lead in something that was on good morning britain today that was asking the questions basically should we not sell unhealthy foods to obese people and i think this goes down to where well, we sell cigarettes to people yeah. who are unhealthy and have lung disease. Mm-hmm. We sell alcohol, alcohol to people yeah. who have liver disease yeah. because we agree that there's personal choice and what yeah. a person wants to do with their own life. Yeah. But I think it's getting to the point that if, and I know this is going to be controversial, but the, the, the massive correlation between obesity and death with COVID-19 cannot be ignored, mm. but it is. It will be ignored, yeah. It is ignored. It, all the inferences around social distancing, washing hands, masks, blah, 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 blah. It isn't about if you look at the people that died, they had comorbidities yeah. and obesity was a massive yeah. problem. But still, you know, Boris Johnson was saying, wasn't he? Oh, we're going to put 100 million to it. I haven't seen one thing in the press about what this new thing is that's going to make us all healthy. And I haven't seen one line. No. I think, yeah, being selfish. That's yeah. No. So you look after number one. Yeah. And those around you and mm. support other people by giving them good information. And Yeah. But I don't think we can beat them. I think not buying from Amazon for a day isn't going to change it. Unfortunately, I think it's gone too far. It's too big, which isn't very optimistic, is it? <laughs> I was going to say. Maybe this is on the rest of our podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there any light at the end of this tunnel? 60-year-old man super glued to Amazon head office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With Gorilla Glue. Do you see that woman that put Gorilla Glue in her hair? No. And she sued them because it didn't say on the packet that you couldn't. <laughs> right. Did she like spike it like a punk? Oh, I don't know. I used to oh, use soap for that. It used to go bubbly, if you, like in the mosh. I, did... <laughs> I bet you smelled delicious. <laughs> um, oh, where are we going with this now, Mark? We have our conversation in the snug. You and I are just talking about... Have we, have we not just had that? That wasn't mental health, was it? Well, it was meant to be. Oh, was it? Yeah. I thought that was the state of the world. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I kept trying to bring it back to... I know, you, I know men- we referred to mental health. Yeah, yeah. We, had, yeah, we, yeah we did, but 
you know, we're not setting it up for... Okay, I'll tell you what then. How about the, the final the, bit is that, that we just have a, a little bit more focused on why we're going to talk about BPD and say that, yeah, we've looked at the macro, we've looked at the world as it is and how difficult it is for everyone. We want in forthcoming episode to look at something in detail, to mm. give information, to give education so that people yeah. are better informed. Mm. And we're going to spend five, six minutes now just explaining why we're doing it and how important it is. Hey, just a quick warning that in this next section we are talking about borderline personality disorder and suicide, so do tread carefully. When we go on to borderline personality disorder and I want to explain certain things, the basis for BPD quite often is from trauma. Mm. And obviously the the definition of trauma, and like you're describing the world, most people have faced some trauma in the last year, either through personal loss or from all sorts. But this gradation and this hierarchy is something that can, can eat away at people because it's like, here's me getting all stressed about not wanting to go to the pub. Mm. But there's people dying, yeah, and therefore my trauma doesn't matter. We, we do jokingly say we talk about first world problems, yeah, but that is something we joke about. But you can kind of step out of yourself and find it funny, but yes. it isn't funny. But it can allow people to be dismissive, and this is mm. one of the things when we talk yeah. about mental well, health or not not approach it at all. Yeah, oh, because that's just silly. It's trivial. Yeah, and it's not. You don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Well, I might not need to worry about that per se, but mm. what happened for? 12 years of my life has put me in a position yeah. that I will worry about that because yeah. that's reliving traumas yeah. or bringing something yeah. up. And those traumas don't have to be fighting in Afghanistan or being in a horrific car crash or yeah. anything. It can be something that is a slow drip that has an effect. It can be something, yeah. and we mentioned this, which is, I think is really interesting. Again, looking at the BPD is about, we were saying about the, the formative first seven years mm-hmm. and that when we used to foster, if we had a child any age over seven, their loyalty to their parents, no matter how much they'd been abused and mistreated, outweighed anything we could do to them in terms of anything positive with schooling, with holidays, with love, whatever. There was this. And it sounds totally irrational when you haven't lived that life, doesn't it? And you're sitting there going, how can you possibly still be sticking up for them? How could you still love someone like that who's treated you so appallingly? But it's nature isn't yeah. it yeah and even it's... when they even when they were a bit older and was going yes he did treat me and this is what he used to do to me and this is blah 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 and i go we've just taken you on a three weeks all expenses paid holiday mm. that didn't have the same input and that that's exactly mm. the same with mental health is that when children are children people can go and look at them and go i feel really sorry i empathize i sympathize that person has been that young person has been through abuse or neglect and then that person grows up and they have problems linked to what happened in those first seven years. Mm. And people go, they're a bit troubled. And then they get to a certain age. They're then problems. That mm. person's acting up. That mm. person's a yob. That person's an offender. That person needs to be locked up. Mm. And all those early years of trauma mm. get chucked in the bin yeah. and the sympathy disappears mm. until that person is then maybe diagnosed and work happens. And then someone goes, Shit, it was those first 10 years that forced them to put those windows in. Mm -hmm. And I think as a society, what's happening, it's almost like the shoulding that I've mentioned before, (laughs) which is now, (laughs) is actually used in American psychology a lot. It's actually a a verb now, shoulding. Um, And it's about that you should just pull yourself together because 
there's people worse off than you or mm. you should be happy that you're living in London and not in India or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and it doesn't none of that matters because it's it's what's relevant to that person yeah. the one thing I wanted to just to mention because I alluded to this and I didn't actually when we came to record I was struggling to actually say a bit about Lewis I don't even think I said his name and so I think I just really want to just be very very clear I think about why this is important for me but I think for us as well in terms of we've discussed mental health a lot mm -hmm. on and off the pod I think we're privileged in that we have the ability from being intellectual and having a, a, a mouthpiece of a podcast to do something that will meet the criteria that you say at the beginning if we can help one person mm -hmm. And Amelia has written a couple of things on her Instagram that have been quite moving to me because she has been quite vociferous. It's almost like you're saying, what can we actually do? Her posts around Lewis's suicide mm. have had a smattering of, he didn't suffer in silence. Yeah. He told you he was troubled. Mm. He told us, he told friends and family and society. And with all that support that was there, mm. people are going to feel they failed him. They didn't fail him. Yeah. He made a decision. Yeah, right. But what I'm saying is that there will be people that can either be supported earlier or people who are around people with mental health problems that can be educated earlier that allows us as a society to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing. When I've ever I've sounded a bit anti on COVID is it does feel to me that a lot of other people are being forgotten. And this was one of Lewis's mm. claims. Mm. Lewis would have said, if I had gone down with COVID, I would be in a hospital being looked after. Yeah. With extreme mental health problems, I didn't get into a hospital. Yeah. I was put on a waiting list yeah. and I didn't get looked after. Yeah. And the likelihood it's of the same him class dying. Citizen yeah, bit, isn't it? The likelihood of him dying from mental health was way was above greater. dying from yeah, physical yeah, yeah. health. So we didn't do that risk assessment. Mm. Society. We're talking, no, talking about the science and the, number, yeah. the, the, the stats around BPD and suicide rates. The, the suicide yeah. rates, yeah, like which said, is off the scale. He said if that was on the news, yes. he'd be like, hold on, why are we not doing anything about yes. it? Because this is way higher than COVID, for example. Yes. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Is that right? Kind of in oh, terms yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, Well, just, yeah, yeah, beyond. Yeah, the, no, the, the numbers difference. are just, yeah, the percentages are like, hold on a minute. It's not to say there aren't other conditions yeah. and other things that are yes. equally staggering. Yeah. You know, and it's, we're, it's, we're it's not doing a gradation of mental health. It's not like, oh, this is the one. But this no, is. No, 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 that's right. This is a hidden one. Yes. It's, but, you know, can, we've talked about cancer before be, becoming just the, the thing we're used to, you know, stand up to cancer and the bake off and, you know, yeah. one in two people are going to get cancer. You know, yes. it is, there's almost a little bit that's becoming a bit of, bit of kind of wallpaper and you almost kind of tune out to mm. it. But that is the kind of the, the, the rock and roll. The rock and roll condition, isn't it? Cancer. It's the one that you know gets all the money, gets all yes. the attraction. Because you know, yeah. If you go out with it, a can for BPD, most people are going to walk by. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, you know, we're not, like you say, we're not, we're not saying there aren't lots of other yeah, condition sure, disorders sure. that need attention, but it's just the thing that that's kind of on our radar. Yeah, and I think yeah. all the things we're going to cover are, are. There's a sense of being generic, and there's a sense also of every single one of us has a personality, and mm. every single one of us will have attributes in that personality that sometimes cause us problems mm. you know some of us might be addicted or obsessive or over anxious or you know depressed or yeah. extreme sadness it's the going back to the dire consequences and when you get that cocktail of all these things which bdp does um yeah. present then it's dire consequences but i think by having a specific conversation about one disorder i think we'll be able to help a whole number of other people are going i'm not alone in thinking that though. Yeah. i'm not the only person that 
yeah. does that, you know, when times are hard. Yeah. We're using BPD because we're in a position to talk about it. Yeah. And it was a 28-year-old man took his own life, which is tragic. And I think that tragedy, it's a little bit like saying with the Amazon and everything, what can we do? This is something we can do. Yeah, We can tell however many people listen to this mm. that we can stop another person having that fate yeah. by providing education. And also we've just been talking about all these things that happen in the world and feeling hopeless that you can't do anything about almost what is the point it's so big yes. you even said to yourself it's too far gone yeah i would also kind of flip that and say here you know like someone like lewis but you know not exactly a shrinking violet mm. was very vocal and yeah. you know and it still it still happened to him that the the the, the, the worst consequence happened yes. yeah you know, there's people who talk and there's people who don't talk mm-hmm. it doesn't matter it doesn't mean you should give up on them either way mm. you know what i mean it's not a yeah. case of they keep talking about it, they keep talking about it, we shouldn't listen we should switch off because yeah. they kind of cry wolf a bit yeah there's also the people who don't say anything you're not aware and so i think it's just important that it's it's just worth trying something yeah you may not crack it you may not be able to stop someone taking their life but it's it's still i think a, a very worthy and very worthwhile thing to do yeah to at I, least at least try and do it do something no and i 100 percent know we and can I, do something and i'm i'm, I'm sat there and I'm almost in the same breath saying what's the point of holding a placard up it might do something someone might see it and have changed their view and then they go and do it you know i'm not saying action doesn't encourage other action yeah i think we're in a world where the smallest things feel so ineffectual it becomes really hard to, to be motivated, doesn't it? Yeah. It becomes hard to kind of comprehend that anyone can do anything positive. But this <laughs> kind of goes back into the, the, the spiral of yeah. of negativity and, and, ba- and bad mental yeah. health. But and you know what I mean? So just because it, things don't always turn out right doesn't mean you shouldn't give some a crack. But I think this is where we've led to this point because I mm. think this is the key element. My extreme pessimism is that we can't, you know, we're not going to turn over Amazon and Facebook and we're not going to stop mm. Google spying on us Googling, and everything else. Yeah. And TikTok have come up with some brilliant ones, some fantastic... You would want TikTok to go anywhere, would you? No. Some of, some of the things that TikTok have heard me say and have then sent me a video, that they're working overtime, seriously. But the point I want to make, and this is a key point, the pessimism that I have about overriding the gargantuan organisations that are ruling this world, it's almost like, I don't mean give up on it, but I do mean give up on it. It's too big. It's like... You know, eating an elephant one bite at a time. We can't mm-hmm. do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. However, I 100% know that we can educate people, point people in the right direction, save at least one life. Mm-hmm. I 100% know that will happen because already from a couple of things that have been put out since Lewis's death on social media, people have got back to my daughters and to me. Mm-hmm. And one person said, I have BDP. I didn't know there was other people out there. Yeah. My parents refuse to accept that I have it and refuse to let me tell people I have it because of the stigma attached. So basically no one knows and I'm not going to therapy. And they posted it and took it off. They 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 unsent it on Instagram. Because people saw it. Uh, No, it was a direct message. Oh it's direct message to one of my daughters. Right. And she happened to see the name before it was unsent and went back and went you've taken it off. Why have you taken it off? I read it. And then they had some dialogue. Wow. So straight away, there is some person there, I think she was about 18 or 19, struggling and suddenly realizing when we posted something about this, yeah. that there was that. I think Amelia had five or six people of some. Yeah, we, yeah, we mentioned there was a, there was a surprising response. Yeah. yeah. So I know 100%. So what I'm going to well, do... it's probably not unsurprising when you look at the, the stats. Yeah. They reckon about 1% of people have BDP, right, but it's right. probably higher. But... yeah. So the point I'm saying is 100%, This I'm as optimistic as we can be. 
I, I totally believe that if we handle this correctly and we interact with people and we get people spreading the word, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this will make a massive difference. Um, and it, I think it was just something that I posted on Insta Story, and I took this from um, Lewis's Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I just thought this backs up totally what we've been saying about the ask twice thing about, yeah. you know. Yeah. He said, in this world, there are two types of friends, the ones who say, call me anytime, and the ones who hunt you the fuck down. And I thought, that's exactly what we're doing. We're hunting everyone down now and going, listen to this, learn from this, look mm. at yourself, look at your friends, yeah. and ensure that you're best equipped to help those around you, mm. whether it's for BDP or other personality disorders or other suffering. I think if people raise, if we can raise awareness, then then we're going to save lives. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast and send your feedback and ideas to imfinecast at gmail.com. Don't forget to give us a five-star review if on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend or two. So in the next episodes we've just been talking, we'll, we're going to get stuck in, aren't we? Mm. The other thing, I don't know whether this is worth saying very, very quickly, is that... Mm. And obviously we're not we're not practitioners, medical practitioners. If anyone is listening to this and go, I don't know what you're talking about, or I've heard something similar, or someone in my life has this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard to go, oh, drop us a line. But I think that offer has but to do. be there. If yeah, someone just so. wants to DM us, obviously you can remain anonymous, but mm. it might just be if someone just asks the question, can you tell me a good website to read? Or can you tell me experiences of people that have been PD. I think we, you know, if people want to direct message us, yeah, definitely, then totally do that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so uh, take care, and we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah, take care. Cheers, bye.